you get pushed in a lot of directions, right? You get told no comment a lot, right? There are a yeah. lot of things you can ask okay. that may not necessarily reveal itself at first question, or it may not it may not come to you. You know, you first research it and you may look look it up or whatever. You don't get the answers at first, but that's why I mentioned that dog mentality of of not letting no, not selling for the answer no, yeah. right? Saying yeah. all right. This was a dead in here. Mm-hmm. Where else can I work it? Right, yeah, you yeah. know, and and that's why uh, you get when you when you when you see a lot of these well done stories. Right, okay. it's the preparation behind it because yeah. you know you don't know how many times they were turned down for this interview. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying, or how many people turned them down, and so they had to you know shift gears of angles or people um, con- to continue maybe connecting the dots of what they were hoping to accomplish or the story they were able to tell right yeah, yeah. and i think because you're told no so many times in this business whether it be for opportunities yeah. whether it be for jobs whether it be for interviews mm-hmm. whether it be for stories that you want to do yeah. you just have to have that mindset of okay i'm not going to let this no stop me from um, if i'm that passionate about yeah, it yeah, stop yeah. me from from figuring it out mm-hmm. It's the same, bro. I'm, it's it's so universal because it's the same in entrepreneurship, right? Failure is inevitable. Yeah, it's not about the failure. It's how well, first, what can you learn from it, and then how long do you stay down? If you can minimize the amount of time that you stay down between failures, man, you can definitely scale and grow. Yeah. Um. And and to that point, I also want to say, man, because it's funny you mentioned failures. Uh, one thing recently that I kind of changed my mindset when it comes to failures. I used to be afraid to fail. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I, I truly used to be afraid to try something that fail yeah. until I realized how many successful people who we all know, who yeah. were, you know, the Warren Buffetts, the 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 big successful and the small successful, yeah. the one thing that each one of them have in common is failure. Yeah. If nothing else, right, it's failure, mm-hmm. right? Um, and when I understood that, it was like, why would I be afraid to fail yeah. when failing for a lot of these men and women who have gone on to do these great things? Yo, what's going on, Equity Chasers? Listen, I know you guys are enjoying the episode. Real quick, I know that you guys have already subscribed to the channel, so that's not why I'm coming to you. I'm coming to you guys because we have some major things that we're going to be rolling out. So what I need you to do is pause the video, go down to the description. Right above the description of the video, you're going to see a link. That link is going to give you access to our email list. I need you to subscribe. So when we roll out some of these things, you'll be one of the few that can get into the room. What are we going to roll out? We're going to be opening up our studios this summer. We're going to be letting you guys come in. We're going to be letting you guys watch us record live. We also have some live events planned. We have a lot of things that we're going to be rolling out for you, the entrepreneur who's looking to take your business, your game to the next level this summer. You're going to want to hit that email list and tap in. So look, let's do this. Let's get back to the video. Thank you. Yo, what's going on, Equity Tap, man? Listen, I am excited. We have another interview, man, with my guy, Jordan Foster. Look, Jordan, man, I appreciate you taking the time out of your schedule to come on the yeah. show. Man, I've been following you. I see a lot of stuff that you do in the city. Likewise. Always on the go, man. Yes, so, first of all, thank you for taking the time out to do this. Uh, our goal with the Equity Tap, man, we're talking to startup entrepreneurs. I like to say I'm bridging the gap. Um, throughout my career, I've been able to network and connect with a lot of entrepreneurs from startups to people that are extremely successful. And I feel like I play that role in connecting the successful mindset to some of the startup entrepreneurs yeah. to help them uh, raise their business IQ so that they can tap into their full equity, man. Yeah. So, so that's who we are, man. So I'm excited. I know uh, you've had a pretty successful career thus far, man. So I want to dive into some of the things that yeah. you've been able to do. Yeah, let's do it, man. No, just know I'm, I'm also just as 
as honored to be here, man, because I've, sure. I've seen a lot of the stuff that you've done. You know, personally, I, I like what you're doing and the mission of the the stuff that that you are or you were trying to provide for this area, and uh -huh. that's why ultimately, you know, I, I wanted to to be of a resource. You know, that's one thing I try to tell everybody when it comes to news, when it comes to journalism. Right, we're just a resource for the community. Right, yeah. we are really it's really you all's news station. We're just helping, like you said, kind of guide. Uh, that in between for, for sure. people who aren't able to attend city council meetings, right? Or Absolutely. people who aren't able to hit some of these press conferences. So, uh, no, nah, keep doing what you're doing too, bro. I appreciate it, man. So, look, dude, let's let's dive into this. I think it's it's pretty cool because this new economy that we're in is this creative economy. And you're starting to see a lot of people <laughs> pop up in these spaces, similar to myself in this podcast space. And one of the things that we're faced with pretty head on is this is a skill. Journalism yeah. is a skill, man. So I, I just want to dive into that, man. Like, tell me a little bit of the success that you've been able to have in your career. I've seen some of the interviews that you've been able to do with some of the celebrities. I guess we'll start there, man. Yeah. Like, what are some of the, the celebrities that you've been able to interview? Um, man, I've been able to, to talk to so many different people um, from Smokey Robinson, you know, a lot of different governors and, and, and political figures to... Um, even comedians, you know, mm -hmm. I had Country Wayne on, you know, at least during my time here in Memphis, Country Wayne was hilarious and, yeah. and, and so many other people. And I think uh, when it comes to our jobs, there's a lot of ups and downs. Okay. One of the ups, though, are the, uh, the, the opportunities we get to connect and talk to many of the people who we either grew up watching yeah. or our friends grew up watching. I know <laughs> I had a homie who was a big WWE fan okay. and I got okay. to talk to uh, Roman Reigns one time okay. um, to, on, on, on the air, right? And he yeah. kind of was just like, oh my goodness, like that's my guy, right? Yeah. And um, just right being able to, to connect with that. So I think uh, that's one thing I am appreciative when it comes to the industry. Um, it's just that connection and, and, and at least the way I like to do my interviews in general is just to uh, connect and have a yeah. conversation with people and then Absolutely. try to add something outside of what uh, someone would typically be asked, right? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, obviously, you know, you you hit Smokey and you're like, well, what is it like to be one of the the greatest of all time? Well, yeah. one thing I actually kind of got to talk more about and talk to him about is just life. Like, okay. yo, yeah, you're the greatest, but you've been the greatest from this point of time to this point of time, which is yeah. a wide gap. Mm -hmm. Touring is hard, you yeah, know, yeah, recording yeah, is hard. Tell us about that in between. How are you able to at eighty something still get on this stage yeah. and gyrate, you know, and moves, move yeah. and do all like? How are you still doing it at eighty two? That's that's what I want to know, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, and so I try to connect and ask uh, those questions that I feel like I or my mom or, or my homies would, would want to to know at least when we do get those opportunities. Yeah, to talk for sure, to man. And that's interesting because I guess my next question is, how do you show up in those spaces, man? Be, because I would be starstruck, mm -hmm. you know, being able to, to talk to some of those individuals, man, especially with the extensive career that they yeah. had. Like, how do you overcome? Or you may not have never had fear, but how do you show up in those spaces? Uh, man? Well, I think there's always a little fear. I think, you know, we're all human, right? Yeah. And we all, um, we, we feel, but which is one thing I think a lot of people fail to uh, remember when it comes to journalists. But mm -hmm. I think also on the side of that, fortunately, at least as of now, I don't think I've been too starstruck over okay. anybody okay. so far. <laughs> but, you know, of course, there are like with Smokey, right? It was that realization, like you're talking to Smokey. And I think my approach is the same, you know, because I try to approach a situation nowadays as myself. You know, yeah, I'm going to yeah. be me. For sure. And that's all I can be. Yeah, so yeah. I'm going to go in here. I'm going to be goofy, you know, just like <laughs> everybody know me to be. And, you know, to some people, some people get it and they're like, bro, this is the energy I needed, right? I, I needed this to help me get there or whatever. And some people mm -hmm. are like, eh, it's too much. And I think yeah. it's up to them to determine 
how they decide yeah, how they yeah. want to, you know, interpret it and take it. But, you know, I'm like, well, listen, I'm going to be myself. For sure. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. and I'm going to let them, you is know, that, give, give me what they want to give. Yeah. Is that something that you see in the industry? A lot of times uh, you feel the pressure to not be authentic and, and kind of cater to this older model. And, and, and the reason I ask is because it's a trend. Once you see like news stations and stuff, it's always the news voice. Yeah. And I wonder, I was like, man, dude, is that something that's just required or is that just people being submissive to the industry and not wanting to be themselves? You know, I I, I don't think, and I, I, would re- I would say that it's rare for someone to get in the industry and not want to be themselves. I think okay. Okay. when it comes to journalism, especially on the anchor desk, yeah. what a lot of us get wrapped up into is one, it's just like any other industry, right? Before yeah. you get into entrepreneurship, you have to be a student of the game. You have to understand, you know, how to do it, the right ways. What Absolutely. are ways people have failed? What are ways people have, have been successful? Mm-hmm. I think journalism is is a, is a nonstop process of finding yourself. In the beginning, okay. you don't know who you are, right? Because you get into it, you're young at that. Yeah. You're 20, 22, 23, right? Okay. You still don't even know who you are as a human being. So you for sure don't know who you are as a journalist, yeah. right? Yeah. So you're a student of the game. You're taking tidbits from all of these different people who you see as successful mm-hmm. um, to try and and get that. So I think that's why you see a lot of journalists who sound the same because we watch a lot of the same gotcha, people gotcha. in the beginning to try to understand the basics, right? Yeah. Because uh, you got to understand the industry. And once you understand the industry, it's like, all right, yeah. now I can start figuring out what my niche is, right? Yeah, what what yeah. my special talent is or where my strengths lie. And then you can start adding more of yourself, more of your personality Makes if, sense, if, it's yeah. a, if it's afforded until your line of work. But yeah. it's a process. It's a process, and it's a hard process because it's one of the few jobs that, you know, uh, a lot of people, when you do a job, you can mess up, and you may get scolded by your boss, or your yeah, boss may yeah. say something, but, you know, that's it, right? You mm-hmm. do better next time. This is one of the few jobs where you get not necessarily live feedback, okay. but your mistakes are are seen right off the bat, yeah, right? Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? Because you say something wrong, <laughs> right? You say something wrong, you stutter. Man, people are seeing that. If they're watching live right then. Yeah, absolutely. And then if they're not watching live, you have a viral moment where it messes up. Yeah. Give it an hour, right? <laughs> and everybody else in the world is going to see it, right? Yeah. So I think uh, that's why you, you you hear a lot of people, you know, talk with an anchor voice or yeah, or, or this industry is so, it, it's uh, Americanized, right? Okay. You have to talk a certain way yeah, or at least yeah. sound um, more of a neutral way so okay. that someone in the South can hear it and understand yeah, what yeah. you're saying, but also if you take that same recording and someone in New York, someone yeah. in Wyoming hears it, yeah. right? They understand it or gotcha. at least they can connect with the dialect That as makes well. sense. And that actually makes a lot of sense because there is a Southern dialect that we sometimes forget because we're here in the South. Yep. But uh, once we hear people up North and things like that, it's like instant, you can tell. Yep. So, man, let me ask you this. I've been seeing you around the city, man. You, you're becoming like a, a super host. You're hosting a lot of <laughs> events and things like that. And actually, that's when I first got exposed to you yep. uh, at the 40 Under 40. Uh, my brother was being recognized at the, uh, this, this past year, the year that you were the host, man. So tell me about that. How, how did your career start to spiral into to more of the, the hosting? So I actually came to Memphis... Uh, with the focus of wanting to 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 be more of in, in the community, more in touch with the community. I think for I was in three the two previous markets before her while I worked. I was in San Antonio okay. before I came to Memphis, and then before San Antonio, I was in a small town Beaumont, Texas. Both okay. in Texas though, um, and because I was so focused on the craft, so focused on trying to grow and and understand journalism, and not only understand it but uh, put together my own projects, right? My own yeah. passion projects and things that I was that I was passionate about. Um, 
I never had really gotten the opportunity to get into the community, right, okay. and hosting more. And I, I know you. that, you know, I'm a real big people person, man. I love smiling. I love making people happy. I love cracking jokes. So um, I get my energy from a lot of the people that I interact with. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, but news is just you and the camera. You don't yep. get that energy, right? So you have to provide that energy, I think. Uh, so I came, and then obviously I wanted to do this in San Antonio, but then COVID, I got there right before COVID 2020. And okay. so then I came here two years after and said that, well, when I get to Memphis, because my position will be so uh, flexible, yeah, where yeah, I yeah. get to do many of the events, many of the, the cool things, the special things about Memphis, let me also use this as an opportunity to really tap in and, and get to know the city, the community, yeah, the people sure. who we'll be working with. And so, yeah, just, you know, I, I got here. I was able to, you know, do my work on the, the TV side, but have been blessed to get opportunities like 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 the one you mentioned, uh, Miss Cynthia, Cynthia Daniels. She was actually one of the my first week on air. OK. She was the first person that I worked with during Black Restaurant Week oh, yeah, yeah, a year yeah. ago. Okay. Uh, first person I met, really worked with. We worked yeah. together that whole weekend. She is just a, a, such a such a great person, and a, uh, especially when it comes to understanding Memphis from okay. someone who is, isn't from here, who yeah, has grown yeah, yeah. to love it, right? She is the perfect person to get that background from because she was so knowledgeable and helpful with a lot of things, mm -hmm. and just through that connection of, hey, you know, man, she genuineship, right? She yeah, felt yeah, my yeah, energy, absolutely. I felt hers. Yeah. She's like, man, I have this event that I do every year. And I know for a fact I want you to host it this year. And this yeah. is like in March, right? Uh -huh. You know, hey, let's so put this on your calendar. Let's figure it out then. And uh, we did, man. Yeah. Event went well. I was nervous. Yeah. You know, it was my first. Imagine, yeah. It was my first <laughs> event at that scale that I had done, but was um was prepared. Okay, you know, was nerves. Like I told you, we always feel it. But yeah, was prepared, was excited, and had a good time. And I and I hope um, the the people. The yeah. people who ultimately were honored and the people who were there to support the honorees uh, got um, as much out of that experience as as I hope, as, as, as I was able to, yeah. to get from that, I hope. So I was in the audience. You did a great job. Thank man. you. So, man, let, let's go back a little bit because I've heard you say preparation a couple times since we've been talking, man. And I believe that, like, success principles are universal, right? Uh, I talk to entrepreneurs, but they the same in the corporate arena. So talk to me a little bit about your education, man. Like, how do you get prepared? How do you prepare yourself once you're walking into uh, this career? And just in general, man, like what does your morning routine look like? What is your education? We talked a little bit off camera about books and reading yeah. and things like that. So talk to me a little bit about that, man, more so the mindset behind being prepared in education. Uh, so one thing about journalism, um, and just at least from my perspective, um, man, this is one of those industries you got to be a dog. Like yeah. if we legit have that dog mentality that, hey, listen, um, I have to ask the questions that I need to ask. I need to get yeah. the information that I need to get right. Um, and I need to figure out the means of how to do it. And I okay. think uh, what helped me early on was uh, I went to, was fortunate and blessed to, to go to Prairie View A&M University. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. HBCU, PVAMU, stand up. Uh, was able to go there and realize actually when I enrolled into school, I was actually marketing. I okay. actually wanted to do business. And I was okay. thinking I wanted to go into some type of business structure, but realize early on after the first business class, like yeah. I don't think business is solely for me. <laughs> Fortunately, broadcast journalism found me. Okay. And um, But the thing at our school was, they, you know, our, our school is known for so many great programs, right? Uh, uh, ranked in the nation for nursing. Okay. Ranked in the nation for, you know, engineering. Ranked in the nation for agriculture. Uh but when it came to communications, yeah. you know, we didn't have as many resources as at the time to say, 
all right, this is how you get into journalism. Yeah. This is how you become a broadcast journalist. I think communi- our communications department was so broad that it was like, all right, if you want to go into this, mm-hmm. these are some avenues. You can maybe write. You can be a philosopher. You can be a researcher, gotcha. but not really on ways to, to really dive into this, this uh, broadcast journalism. And for me, what opened my eyes was my first internship. Okay. In 2017, the uh, springs 2017 semester before I graduated, at ABC 13 in Houston. Okay. Which I was underqualified. Yeah. But blessed, man. Okay. I've been so blessed throughout my career, and um, shouldn't have been in that room. Shouldn't mm-hmm. have been in, had that opportunity. But God, right, <laughs> and uh, made the most of it. Right. Okay. Had you okay. know, and told myself from there, I'm here. Yeah. I deserve to be here. Let me figure out what I need to get from it, and. That was my biggest eye opener to journalism is when I got to do that internship because I got to work in a newsroom yeah. with journalists, with anchors who had been in the game for 30, 25, 45 years in some cases okay. had okay. been doing this for so long. So talented people. And I think that was when I kind of got the understanding of how everything works behind the scenes. But kind of back to your point in original, written original question, it's all take, take, has taken preparation because... Okay. Um, I think this business is, is, is all preparation, whether you're preparing for a story, preparing for a shoot, mm-hmm. preparing for life, right? Yeah, Something yeah. that you're getting ready to do. I, I think preparation is key, even though things don't always go to plan. I think for me, what really helped me was once I understood the grind that it was going to take to get into the game, uh-huh. I, I committed myself to it, man. Sure. I was that guy in my dorm room. I had a list of, you know, we have different markets that you work in, ranked by one to like 200 or something with the different cities, right? Largest yeah. to smallest. I had a list on my door every day I walk in. Okay. I had highlighted all the markets that I was potentially interested in, yeah. the ones that I maybe wanted to go to. Okay. I knew, you know, the news directors who yeah, were yeah. in these different markets. I knew the reporters, right? Okay. I was really, I was tapped into, you know, the industry because uh-huh. again, you got to be a student of the game. Absolutely. Um, and I think ultimately it, it was that preparation of knowing and then being able to not only know these people, but mm-hmm. reaching out, hey, listen, I'm so-and-so, I'm Jordan, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm a student yeah, yeah. at PV, I don't know much, but I'm trying to get into it. Any okay. feedback, you know, uh, advice or maybe even phone call helps. I think yeah. all of that, that whole process for me is what paid off because it, it gave me that direct knowledge of, okay, this is what you need to work on. You need a reel. Yeah. Didn't know what a reel was okay. before that, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, how do I start working? And then you start researching, right? You're yeah. looking at yeah. other people. All right. So now all I got to do is add this or add that or work on that, right? So it yeah. was just all of those different pieces kind of helped me um, get what I needed to get to get into the industry. And then once I got in, um, it was up from there. Yeah. Right? You know, I think that's the hardest thing is really just getting into it. And once you get in and once you can show that you, you can do it, or at least that you have the potential, uh-huh. man, people will, will meet you the other way and really help you connect to the resources and the, the work and the advice and help that, that you may need to get there. Yeah, absolutely, man. And, and what it reminds me of, I talk to, uh, so I do business consulting also, uh, and I talk to entrepreneurs about mindset a lot, man, and opportunities. And one of the things that there's a misconception that there's not a lot of opportunities, but yeah. one of the things you said was, you have to prove yourself. And once you get in the room, those opportunities become available because yeah. people see, you know what I'm saying, the hustle in you. And that's what I try to convey to them. Like, man, opportunity is like a bus. You might miss this bus, but it's one coming. The question is, why are you missing the yep. bus? Because you're not prepared. Are you not waking up on time? Like, why? And you got to ask yourself that question. Bro, you said something about dog mentality. Now, being an entrepreneur, it is, it can be tough. You know, most of it is 90% mental. You know, yep. 10% execute or 10% technical. Uh, 100% execution. So talk to me about that dog mentality, bro, because 
I love to tap into the mindset of people in that moment when they're trying to figure out, all right, how do I break through? What did they look like for you? Yeah, I think for me, you know, it was just the realization that um, I got to get it right. Nobody else is nobody else is going to do it for Mm -hmm. me. And there are certain things that I'm trying to do, standards that I hope for my life personally, of things that I'm either trying to accomplish or build or start for my family. Okay, that. If not me, then who? Right. Yeah. If not you, yeah. then who? Um, we're at that age now, where uh, at least I at least I got to that age of of, of understanding that, especially like when I mentioned that internship, right? Yeah. Uh, one of the first things that I learned when I when I did that internship is is how far behind I was compared to everybody else who I was interning yeah, with, right? Um, I was thinking because I was doing the student radio station and I had a mm-hmm. sports show. I wanted to do sports in the beginning. Okay. Uh, so I was doing a sports show. I thought, okay, I had it made. I had a TV. Once we started up a TV station, I had a student TV broadcast. Oh, okay. I thought I was doing what I was supposed <laughs> to write at the basketball games. Yeah. I was doing play-by-play with uh, one of the guys who had been doing it for years. Okay. I'm thinking, oh, I'm doing it. Got to that internship and realized that was just a drop in the bucket, right? You know, wow. compared to what some of these other uh, interns had been exposed to. And okay. from that realization, um, it was like, all right, I need to get out here and figure this out for myself. Yeah. And I think it's just uh, the realization that, you know, we, nobody's going to give us this information, right? Yeah. Yeah, um, and absolutely. it's up to us to to go and get a lot of it, or at least search for it. And, and the thing about journalism is, you get pushed in a lot of directions, right? You get told no comment a lot, right? There are a yeah. lot of things you can ask okay. that may not necessarily reveal itself at first question, mm-hmm. or it may not it may not come to you. You know, you first research it, and you may look look it up, or whatever. You don't get the answers at first, but yeah. that's when I mentioned that dog mentality of of not letting no, not settling for the answer no, yeah. right? Saying yeah. all right. This was a dead in here. Mm-hmm. Where else can I work it? Right, yeah, you yeah. know, and and that's why uh, you get when you when you when you see a lot of these well done stories, right? Okay. It's the preparation behind it because yeah. you know you don't know how many times they were turned down for this interview. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying, or how many people turned them down, and so they had to you know shift gears of angles or people um, con- to continue maybe connecting the dots of what they were hoping to accomplish or the story they were able to tell right yeah, yeah. and i think because you're told no so many times in this business whether it be for opportunities yeah. whether it be for jobs whether it be for interviews mm-hmm. whether it be for stories that you want to do yeah. you just have to have that mindset of okay i'm not going to let this no stop me from um, if i'm that passionate about yeah, it yeah, stop yeah. me from from figuring it out mm-hmm. It's the same, bro. I mean, it's it's so universal because it's the same in entrepreneurship, right? Failure is inevitable. Yeah, it's not about the failure. It's how well, first, what can you learn from it, and then how long do you stay down? If you can minimize the amount of time that you stay down between failures, man, you can definitely scale and grow. Yeah. Um. And and to that point, I also want to say, man, because it's funny you mentioned failures. Uh, one thing recently that I kind of changed my mindset when it comes to failures. I used to be afraid to fail. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I, I truly used to be afraid to try something that fell yeah. until I realized how many successful people who we all know, who yeah. were, you know, the Warren Buffetts, the 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 big successful and the small successful, yeah. the one thing that each one of them have in common is failure. Yeah. If nothing else, right, it's failure, mm-hmm. right? Um, and when I understood that, it was like, why would I be afraid to fail yeah. when failing for a lot of these men and women who have gone on to do these great things Absolutely. have have either helped put them in position, yeah. taught them in lessons to put them in positions, yeah. but in some way their failures have basically gone to the success. Yeah. And I think once I once I understood that, 
I stopped letting the fear, the fear of failure stop me from even throwing my name in the hat, yeah. even applying for that position or, or, or going for it because it was sure. like, who am I to stop that for myself? Because yeah. I'm afraid to fail when, if anything, we should we should be wanting to fail you, yeah, right? Yeah, you know, longer absolutely. for that because then you fail. That's one thing, you know, one step closer, you know you are to succeed. You know, yeah. one step closer, you are getting to that thing that's supposed to happen for you. So, yeah, I just don't worry about feeling no more. Yeah. I, I get behind and I'm passionate about the things that, and I'm invested about the things that I decide to do. Mm-hmm. And so to me, regardless of if it's, you know, successful or not, it's still not a failure because... I learn from it, and yeah. I always try to get something out of any situation that that I'm into. For sure, man. Two books come to mind as I'm sitting here listening to you talk, and it's the books that help me overcome failure. Have you ever heard of uh, "Outwitting the Devil" by Napoleon Hill? Mm-hmm. Great book, man. It right, is I'm a great get book. That from you before we please. Yeah. If you don't do anything, grab that book. It's gonna it's gonna What's validate. The name of one more time. Outwitting the Devil. Outwitting. The yeah, devil. by Napoleon Hill, man. It's gonna validate a lot of the stuff that you're saying. But uh, the premise of the book is he gets an interview with the devil, mm-hmm. and the devil tells him everything that he does to hold people back. And one of the questions was, what do you do to hold successful people back? And he's like, man, I just introduced fear. You know, fear of what other people think, fear of failure, all of these things. So it's validating what you said. And then there's another book called Go For No. Mm-hmm. And I promise you, bro, I got to get stock in this company. I talk about them probably <laughs> every other uh, episode. But they talked about people's definition of uh, failure is incorrect. Yeah. Most people think that when they're failing, they're going away from success. But the truth is, you got to go through that failure in order to get to success, yep. man. And there's a lot of what you're saying. Yeah. Man, let's, let's, let's go back to... Um, one, one more book I want to uh, plug in, though, that, that's it. helped me similar, okay. though. Um, the Psychology of Money. The Psychology of Money. Okay. Yeah. Who is that by? Um, I'm not sure. Give me a minute. I can tell you right now. Get well so, once you grab it. What yeah. I do is I'll we'll put it, it in the, the description. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll put it in the description. Psychology so. of money. A lot of that that I was talking about on failure and, and okay. it just the stories. It, it talks about stories like Warren Buffett and and instead of talking about it from the perspective of here's all the things Warren Buffett did good, right? Yeah. It's more so like, hey, listen, here are the things over time mm-hmm. that he did compound interest and, and didn't do mm-hmm. and succeeded and failed in that were key contributors to why he was successful, yeah. not just the things that he did, which was, was helpful. Honestly, bro, it is probably more the things that you don't do that create success than the things that you do. Uh, who you hang with, you know, eliminating that. So I tell people all the time, like, bro, sometimes the things that you're not willing to do that helps you create yeah. the success. So, man, what are some of the difficult conversations that you've been, uh, that you've had when it comes to reporting? Uh, like, what's one of the toughest questions? And I don't know if you have something off the top of your head, but like, what's some of the toughest controversial questions that you've had to ask someone that, you's in, that you're interviewing? I don't know if, if this would be um, controversial. Okay. But it's just always one of the hardest things for me is just, um, and one of the reasons why I kind of had to pivot into doing what I do now, which is more upbeat, more um, community, fun, events type of thing, the positivity Mm -hmm. is because um, over time it takes a toll on you. But I guess one of the toughest conversations for me when it came to the industry was uh, those, those conversations that you have to have with family members um, after a loved one has passed away, right? Gotcha, whether, gotcha. you know, it's natural causes, whether it's, you know, tragedy like a shooting or mm-hmm. murderers or homicide or something crazy, you know, having to talk to those moms, yeah. those dads, those cousins, aunts, those, sometimes the sons, right? Yeah, sometimes yeah, yeah. the children mm-hmm. um, in, in order to um, help share with the community 
who these people were outside yeah. of being victims, outside of, of being, you know, deceased, right? Yeah, yeah. Who were they before that? And and I and, and it's one of the things that I hate the most about what we do because yeah. it's never you never know what to say. There's yeah. never no easy way to say, hey, you know, I know unfortunately your husband has passed away, yeah. but you know, we want to help share his story and For talk sure. to about what your husband meant to your family, what he meant to this community, right? Yeah. It's no yeah. easy way to say that, especially to someone who just right experienced that maybe yeah. a day before, yeah, maybe it a has few to days, be tough, right? Man. Um, it never gets easier, especially yeah. moms. You know, one of the one of the hardest parts for me is when I meet a mom um, of, of um, maybe with a get a black family, right? With okay. a mom who maybe has a son around my age, mm-hmm. or or that looks similar to me, you yeah. know. And the mom is looking at me, and she see her son, okay. right? Okay. And and then having to you know conduct an interview like that, where you know obviously she's broken hearted, she see a lot of of what yeah. was special to her and you, but then you also are wanting to bring this warming still, you know genuine presence of, hey, listen, I, I feel what yeah, you're going to. Yeah. I don't understand it, mm-hmm. um, but I'm with you. I'm praying for you, yeah. and, and I'm here for you, right? For sure. Uh, it's probably the thing that'll be always hardest, yeah, you know, man. hardest for me. Even just reaching out, hey, I'm Jordan. Like, I, I hate having to do it, but yeah. because it comes with the job, it comes with the territory, Absolutely. it's just something that you're trained to do. But I would say that was probably probably some of the most hardest conversations that I've had to, had, sure. had to have when it... Um, Probably some of the most hardest conversations that I've had to have okay. when it's come to the industry. Yeah, but how do you stay? How do you stay positive once you have to deal with so much negativity? You know, I'm blessed. Yeah, you know, man, I'm blessed and, because you and, have a bubbly personality, yeah. bro. Thank you. And, Thank and, you. and and once you deal with stuff like that, it'll be hard for me to bounce back. Yeah. So I guess that's kind of what I'm asking, like, bro, how do you stay so positive in these situations? After you do it for a while, it gets numb, yeah. which is probably mm-hmm. not, you know, the most healthy yeah. thing to yeah. say, but it's it's true, <laughs> right? You know, you you get numb to it. You know, you see so much tragedy. You talk about so much tragedy. You just get used to tragedy happening, and and you just get adjusted to. Having to report it and having to do it, um, I'm I'm I think what helps me is I'm naturally just okay. like this. You know, I wake up like this and I go to sleep like yeah, this. Yeah. Like I, I'm really a, a big ball of energy. I'm goofy. I don't have a serious bone in my body, which is crazy that I've done news up to this point because I have to be serious. But I, I'm really like a, a all lab smiling type of person, and I think you know that just goes back to my life and how I was raised and yeah, the things yeah, yeah. that I was blessed to have and um, my family who has been a blessing to me. You know, my mom is is is, is so awesome and um, just the rest of my family has been really helpful. So I get to, um, you know, remember those times, right? Sure, get to remember sure. the, the reasons of why I'm doing it and the, the people who I'm doing this for. Mm-hmm. Um, I think ultimately it's just, just why I'm, I'm just, and then the things that I have, right? Just yeah. to continue to know that uh, regardless of, of even on your worst days, we still got tomorrow. We still got the chance yeah. to to make it better, to do better, and to do a little bit better, right? For you know sure, what I'm saying? For sure. yeah, so, yeah. Uh, when I look at it like that, it's like I have no other way but to go about it than to be positive. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah. you know, the, what's the alternative? Negative. And when you allow those negative thoughts, when you allow that negative energy to um, infiltrate mm-hmm. what you have going on, yeah. it just, it kind of snowballs into much more. Absolutely. So at least if I focus on the positive and just yeah. say, okay, listen, I know this side of it isn't working, yeah. but let me focus then on putting the energy, all the stuff that is, mm-hmm. 
and keep pushing forward. All yeah, you can yeah. do is every day keep moving forward. Yeah, man, that's dope, bro. I uh, I was listening to a podcast recently, and the guy was saying something similar. And he was saying sometimes it's difficult to go from negative to positive, but you got to figure out how do you get to neutral. Mm-hmm. Uh, and shifting from neutral or stopping, coming from stopped or negativity to neutral, it's easier for you to go to positive. A lot of people just can't switch that, uh, flip yeah. that switch and go to yeah. positivity, man. For me, I don't stay in negative. I yeah. just don't stay in negative often mm-hmm. um, because it's just it's not a place where I want to be at. Yeah. I think for a lot of people, it's not a place where they want to be at, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I tell a lot of my friends, like, after, after you know, I get, we got to complain and I get there are certain things we got to vent about. After, yeah. a, after, we, after you vent to me, though, about it yeah, one yeah. time, you know what I'm saying? After we've had this discussion, especially, like, if you're looking for advice, once we have the conversations about it one time, <laughs> I, maybe we can revisit it another yeah, time. Yeah. But I, after a while, I'm going to get burnt out on just for hearing sure. it because it's like, listen, we can keep talking yeah. about it. Gotta take some action. But though. like what you know, outside of action, sometimes you know, out of sight, out of mind, some things yeah. you can't. Some sometimes you can't even allow people to get in your space and 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 mess up the for sure, stuff for sure. that you have going on. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah, what yeah. I'm saying? And and I try to live by that. I try to with my friends and other people who uh, need ears just to listen or, yeah. or want just some thoughts or, or things that they're going through. That's the biggest thing that I, I I've noticed is just telling people, hey, listen, yeah, that happened. Yeah, but. You know, outside of what we can do in the future to prevent it from happening again, mm-hmm. let's not even focus on that. No yeah, more, yeah, you absolutely. Because for what? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We can't, we can't change the outcome. We can't, you can't go back and do anything differently. Yeah. So let's just figure out what we can moving forward. Uh, make make happen absolutely that, man. That'll give us different results for sure. So look, man, I want to let's take the gloves off a little bit, man. Um, because one of the things that I'm really passionate about in this season is black media. Uh, And that's what we're doing with the Equity Tap. So we're creating content based on economics, culture, and health. We're going to be onboarding more shows that fit those other categories. I typically focus on the the economic piece because I was an entrepreneur, started a company, sold a company, all this good stuff. Uh, But I want to know, man, how do you leverage media? Uh, Being a black man, understanding that there are real issues that we deal with, do you guys get the option to choose some of the things that you guys are doing journalism about, or is it more directed? Like, how do you leverage those opportunities to really close the gap, man? It's an education gap that we have uh, as as minorities that we're not exposed to certain things, and you get a chance to get exposed to yeah. these things. So, how do you leverage that, man, to move the culture forward? So, the and, and I'll kind of go through before I answer the question how a newsroom is typically work because okay. now you know, and I always forget being in it for so long. A lot of people don't understand the process of how everything is discussed and talked about. So um, typically, at least for day side reporters who get in 930, maybe turning something for evening shows, five, four, five, six, or maybe 10, right? Okay. Um, you get in every day, you do you do some work on just what's happening in the community, what's happening in the news locally, mm-hmm. regionally, and nationally, right? Because some things nationally may be a story, you know, somewhere else. Yeah. And it may have some connections to where you are locally, and sometimes it don't, right? But it, yeah, yeah, sometimes yeah. you can yeah. connect the dots with, with local stories. But before you get to work, typically a meeting starts at 930. Okay. Before you get there, you look up ideas with things that you may want to do stories on. Okay. Hey, I have this idea. I saw this on Facebook. 
this person reached out to me saying this, right? Those types of things, you put them in like, we call them pitch form. Yeah, okay. A, a pitch form where you just have your notes and, and hey, this is what I'm going to do. Why is it relevant? Why we should allow you to do it? Yeah. Um, who, what, you know, who is, as far as the the the, the group of people this is going to speak to, whether mm-hmm. it be, you know, a, a business story. So you got yeah. people, business who are most going to listen to. Maybe it's a consumer story. Maybe a health story, right? Okay. Things that people need, whatever, right? But yeah, you yeah. kind of, you know, categorize it with, with how it is going to be. Basically, uh, in the morning, you start off with a pitch meeting. They go one by one. Everybody gives you ideas. Hey, this is what I'm thinking about. Okay. This is why I think it'll be helpful and timely, uh, et cetera, et cetera. This is who I'll be talking to. Here are the details. After, and it's like um, a big, let's, let's say you got people around the table. Uh-huh. Everybody puts in a piece of paper, right? Okay. Uh, puts in a piece of paper, you know, and this is not like literally how it works. Okay. I just let everybody know. <laughs> <laughs> but this is just to help describe it for everybody at home, right? Everybody has a little piece of paper, three pieces in, three pieces in. After everybody pitched their ideas, uh-huh. we go through together, say, okay. all right, out of all of these ideas, what makes sense to do today? Because mm-hmm. maybe it's a story that is really good that needs to be done on a Monday because something's happening forward on Tuesday, right? Gotcha. So doing it Wednesday is going to be too late. Yeah, absolutely. So going through everything, figuring out, all right, what are the strongest stories? Mm-hmm. What are, um, you know, timely stories? Yeah. And then what needs more work? Maybe it's a story that may be good and you, maybe you need to do a little bit more research or behind the scenes work done to it, right? Mm-hmm. And from that, we decide, all right, this is what we're going to assign this person to. This is what we're going to assign this person to. This, this, this. So that's how the process works, right? For the gotcha. day you come to a, uh, an agreement amongst everybody okay. and say, here's what we're going to do today. Here's what we're going to maybe go for tomorrow. And then here's what we're not really so crazy about. Okay. Now, when it comes to me personally, I think... Um, you know, being black in media, you know, I, I don't think well. It, it, it's it's already tough from the standpoint of, um, in, in majority of the the places that we work in, we're the minority, right? Absolutely. Um, and in some places, fortunately, not anywhere that I have worked um, up to, to this point, um, I've I've always felt I had a voice. Yeah. You know, to speak up on my behalf, or if, if there are stories that I feel like need to have been told, or mm-hmm. we need to dive deeper on. Um, I've always felt supported for the most part in being able to to go for those stories. Okay. Um, but I think what sometimes we see the um, the disconnect is is because sometimes it's the lack of um, color, the di- the lack of diversity within yeah. newsrooms, um, and because of that, maybe you may have a black reporter who don't feel uh, supported in maybe pitching a story. Okay. Uh, that may be you, yeah. geared towards black people or, or the things that black people deal mm-hmm. with, right? Uh, maybe you're in a newsroom with with other people who just don't understand yeah. from that perspective, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, some places, you know, they'll say, well, we don't understand, but we support you and we move forward, right? Okay. With, yeah. with kind of, and some places will just not understand and choose to continue not to understand. Mm-hmm. I think where it kind of gets dicey, at least from a, a personal standpoint, is when you are black, you know, and you're having to report on the George Floyds and, yeah. and the, um, the the Tyree Nichols, right? Okay. Uh, that takes a toll on you, not necessarily, I mean, it takes a toll on you on the, the journalism mm-hmm. in as far as having to report. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But just those stories that hit the home take a toll on you different as a person, right? Yeah, because yeah. you realize, you know, in a sense, I'm Tyree Nichols. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, deep drive a nice car, mm-hmm. wrong side of town, wrong, you know, situation. Yeah. I could find myself in a similar situation, unfortunately, Absolutely. right? Yeah. And, and it's dealing with that reality, um, but then dealing with it and, and also trying to continue to find the solutions and 
uh, from a journalistic standpoint, um, the things that aren't happening, the things that are happening, yeah. the the maybe the other situations of uh, Tyree Nichols situations who may not have, unfortunately, or fortunately for them, may not have grow in, grown into something this severe. Yeah. yeah. But still, they have stories. They have things Absolutely. that they've experienced yeah. that that you know. So. Uh, I think that's where it kind of gets a little iffy and, and, you know, you definitely, this is not uh, a job for the weak minded, yeah. weak mm-hmm. heart, because, you know, you see a lot of that. But uh, my passion and ultimately the reason why I got into this industry was um, my ability to one, help, like you said, help yeah, yeah, yeah. get those resources, mm-hmm. um, being able to help, um, you know, uh, connect those dots for people who may not see representation within their community. Yeah. Um, but I also think that it's just as important for uh, people to. Uh, I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought. No. That's all good. It's Dang. all good. No, 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 it's cool. I was, I was feeling this so good, John, <laughs> and I, I lost it. But, but no, I think um, for me, I got into the industry because one, I wanted to help people as far as get information. But two, um, I also wanted to be uh, that resource for people, gotcha. right? Yeah. You know, to either see representation, to say, I, right, you know what. Why can't I be a local news reporter? Why can't I be a local local news anchor? Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. and at least see it and see that there's an opportunity there. Um, but also just being able to tell people's stories, right? Yeah. Um, there are a lot of stories who even just when I've been in Memphis, you know, being able to give uh, airtime to people who may not have ever seen airtime, right? Yeah, Previous yeah. to when I was here and the things that we do. Um, just because maybe it was just looked over as smaller or, you know Absolutely. what I'm saying, whatever, yeah. right? Yeah. So being able to provide those opportunities and then, like I was mentioning, when when we are able to tell the stories of, unfortunately, these people who have lost loved ones, you yeah. know, and, 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 and really being able to capture those moments and share the stories of people uh, outside of what they're known as, you know, yeah. You know, in way whichever way they you know may have passed away, but for sure, for uh, sure, just being able to give voice to the voiceless basically yeah, yeah. This is why I got into it, and and to give voice to uh, people that look like me, who yeah. I know I I we didn't feel like we had a voice growing up in the part of Dallas that you know we we grew up in. Now we didn't grow up in a a, a crazy you know bad part of Dallas, yeah. but still you know middle class family didn't really see a lot of opportunities or even just know hey I got a voice or I can you know I can get things that I need from government yeah. from here from there right we didn't we didn't know that so yeah, yeah, yeah. just trying to create and provide more of those opportunities yeah you mentioned storytelling man a couple times uh and with this whole creative economy uh as we mentioned previous man a lot of people are getting in front of cameras now and I'm always curious because I, I didn't I went to school for art I wouldn't, I didn't, wasn't anywhere close to journalism on this side of campus. I was yeah. over here playing with, you know, paint. So when it comes to like storytelling, man, uh, talking to entrepreneurs who want to get into like content creation and things like that, man, how do you approach storytelling? Like what is the, what's an effective formula or format that people can, can utilize, man, to really create, I know everybody wants to create viral content. If the stories are good, the content will go yeah. viral. So more so, how do you approach storytelling? Um, I, you know, I don't think there's a, a, a copy and paste way okay. to, to do storytelling. I think it depends on the type of stories you're telling, the type of format. Is it a news format? Is it a podcast format? Is it a news podcast format, yeah. right? Is it... Um, you know, documentary format, right? There are so many different types of ways to tell stories that I think it'll be kind of hard for me to just say, hey, this is my process because yeah. and then because the way the way I do it and for broadcast TV, right, it's different in the writing and what you should be trying to go for and, 
you know, the amount of time you have, right? Yeah, yeah. I would say ultimately storytelling, though, starts with um, the story. Yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of people, that's where a lot of people, um, I think, get lost in. A lot of people, when it comes to people who are trying to get in front of the camera now, mm-hmm. they think it's about them. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's about me. It's about what I'm saying and yeah, how I, yeah, when yeah. it's more so about the story. Like Absolutely. you said, if the story is good, the rest will follow. Mm-hmm. And no matter what I do, whether it be something for podcasts, whether it be something for TV, whenever I'm looking at a story, I, I, I'm looking at literally what is it I'm trying to, you know, tell. Like the story, you know, within the story, right? Yep. What am I trying to show people? Mm-hmm. Am I trying to educate people? Am I trying to entertain people? Yeah, what yeah, is yeah. it I'm trying to convey first and then let that messaging go from okay. you know and then just telling the story as sure. it is you know what i'm saying yeah, don't yeah. try to a lot of people try to try to hype this up or yeah. try to try to go into it over overthinking and it's like no just tell the story however that may be yeah and the rest will follow um but details details research and um patience okay. you know ultimately are all the things that that help people who are trying to get into this um Give them some direction for sure, but um, the the number one thing is just understanding that the story is about the story, yeah, yeah, and yeah. not about the person yeah, presenting yeah. the story. And I think that's where a lot of stuff gets lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So look, man, take me back just a little bit. We supposed to uh, dive into your background a, a while ago. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> look, we're we're forty minutes in. Tell me a little bit about your background, bro. You you originally tell me where you originally from, okay, and then just kind of bring me up to speed to how you landed in Memphis. Okay, so um, I'm from Dallas. Uh, Dallas, Texas. Went from um, graduated there in 2012. Hopefully, I'm not dating myself too much, but graduated 2012, and then uh, went to Prairie View, where I went in, thought thinking I was going to be studying business. Uh-huh. Realized quickly business wasn't for me. Fortunately, I always say the mass comm depart- department found me in a sense with different opportunities that were provided with the student section. So, uh, we're, was doing things like. Um, uh, sports uh, or sports talk on the radio station. They, yeah, hey, yeah. we want to start a radio station. I'm like, well, have an idea for a sports talk show. Well, you know what? Let's do it. You yeah. know, cool. All right, bet. And then right after that, you know, it's an opportunity to 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 to. We want more ideas for a TV station now. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, let's just take what we're doing with the sports to turn it into 30 minutes on the TV. Okay. All right, bet. Um, and it was through that process that it was like. We can get paid for this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? This is something we can do. We love. We used to argue sports. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. In class, all, all middle time. school, yeah, high yeah. school, right? Stats. Why can't we get why can't we get paid to do that? Like mm-hmm. literally as a living. And realize that and so started pushing forward to that. Takes me to first internship where it was like, oh, okay, if if news is what I want to do, yeah. I need to rethink, restructure. Uh, the way I'm going about it as far as the information, the things that I'm learning and, and the practice that I'm getting. Um, and so was fortunate to graduate with the uh, offer. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I always say graduating is, is a is a very stressful time for a lot of people, at least in journalism, because you're on one of two fences, one, okay. one side of two fences. Either you're graduating and you have multiple offers okay. and you don't know which one is to, to take because yeah, yeah. you're like, oh, my God. That's a good like, problem to have. Right. Yeah. You know, good problem, right? Like, I don't know, but it's like, uh, if it's still, you know, chaotic in the sense that you want to make the right choice. Yeah. Because if you feel like you didn't and you had all these opportunities, like, what could have been, right? Or you're on the other fence where you're about to graduate and you're looking mm-hmm. for your first opportunity. And so you're stressed because you're like, oh, my God, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. where am I going to work? I don't for have sure. a job, right? I was fortunate to have a job coming out of school. Uh, started in Beaumont, 
Texas where I went through my own set of ups and downs, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Uh, learned a lot about the industry, learned a lot about myself, Okay, um, and did two years in Beaumont, uh, transferred over to same company yeah. in San Antonio um, right before COVID. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, obviously that, that put a, a damper on things, but the same mindset, right? Yeah. I think it was in San Antonio that I realized... Um, I wasn't genuinely happy with okay. what it was I was doing, which was they call it general assignment news. Basically, you do all the the the, the serious stuff, right? So mm -hmm. it could okay. be uh, okay. it could be like health, right? So yeah. we was COVID. We were doing a lot of COVID news. We was doing a lot of political news. We yeah. was doing a lot of criminal news, whether it be homicides or murders or whatever, gotcha, right? Gotcha. So it was it was a lot of that. That's what your general general assignment. Uh, typically reporters are doing it's that, okay. that hard that tough stuff like yeah. you said that you're going home with you know heavy hearts you know for majority sure. of the yeah, nights yeah, yeah, yeah. and just after for so long and then mentioning just just me as a person I'm like who am I yeah right you know and so I, I just I realized I wasn't happy didn't know which direction to take though because it was like all right I know everything I don't like mm -hmm. I haven't really had time to explore the stuff that I do right what what what, what does this look like as yeah. a position so uh did some self-exploration um, realize a few things about myself. I like to smile. Yeah. I like to joke, right? You know what I'm saying? I'm high energy, so why not find a job yeah. that allows me to do all three PD, of those, yeah, right? All, all, all the things that encompass me. For sure. um, then, like you said, find, do what you love, and, and it's not work. And was fortunate once I realized that, it was like, okay, I think I need to be doing something more, like upbeat, more yeah, community. Yeah, yeah. Something I can, like, wake people up, crack a joke or two, because that's just who sure. I am, right? And was fortunate to find this opportunity here um, at ABC 24 in Memphis, and uh, in short, my my uh, position is doing basically out of out of the litmus okay. in Memphis, okay. right? So you got all your festivals, which is yeah. always something going on every weekend. You got uh, your community news, right? Mm -hmm. Things, people, organizations who are working day to day, week to week to um, to combat some of the the negatives to the city, whether it okay. be crime, whether it be some of the discrepancies or, or um, disparities that that people go through here, right? Yeah. Um, giving them a platform and opportunity to share more about them and the the great things that they're doing, yeah, in the city, yeah, right? Um, and then basically just the fun stuff, the positive. Yeah. I get to get to focus on all of the things that make Memphis beautiful. Yeah. Which um, <laughs> no, which if you look at least I, I would say if you look across the TV stations here, mm -hmm. I'm the only one. Who is yeah. doing that with yeah. the job specifically focused on that? And I came here with that um, plan on yeah. being able to come and bring something beautiful to a city that unfortunately gets such a bad rap naturally, yeah. Yeah. just because only you know, the only thing people looks at when it comes to it is their crime rates and Absolutely. this and that. Yeah. And there's so much more to this to this area than yeah. Than, yeah. than all of that. So. Yeah, that brings me to here, man. It's been a process, and, and believe me, it's much more details along the way. I just gave yeah. you the, the clip notes. Yeah, absolutely, uh, absolutely. Sped up version, but <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's been a process, but again, it, it, it all stems back to, I'm just so blessed, man. Yeah. I'm so blessed, and I try to stay prayed up and, and positive and focused on what it is I'm trying to provide. I try to provide something genuine and yeah. honest so that at the end of the day, you may you may watch me, and you may say, man, I don't like nothing he does, with, and that's cool, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it doesn't hurt me because at the end of the day, I know that there are people out there whose lives I'm helping and For who's sure. touching Absolutely. people who Absolutely. are able to wake up in the morning who enjoy, you know, yeah. the the laughs or the 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 difference in news and the way it's being presented. Because yeah, sure. yeah though you have 
your negatives and the things that are obviously holding the city back. Mm-hmm. There's so much beauty and so many positive things happening on that same note Absolutely. That, um, that people don't unfortunately get to see. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, news, you're having to report a lot in a lot of cases that the things that are going wrong in the area. Yeah. Um, and it gives sometimes a false uh, reality that my area is... Um, it's horrible, or my yeah. area is bad, or it's all, you know, yeah, and, yeah. right? You know, and it's like, that's not the case. Maybe that's all you're seeing. Yeah. That's not the case, though. Gotcha, gotcha. Man, yeah, that's, uh, bro, you have, uh, you've accomplished a lot, you Thank know, you. at a, at a young age, man. You, your, your career, just to kind of hear some of the things that you've been a part of, projects that you've helped spearhead, and what you're doing right now, man. What, what's next for you? Man, listen, if I, if, hey, that's the million dollar question yeah. for me, <laughs> you know, because I really don't know. I, 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 I'm, man, if you ask all my friends and all the people that know me, man, I'm, I'm really such a creative. I'm a visionary. Okay. You know, I, I have I always have ideas on this or that or, hey, I'm thinking about this or that'd be cool. Uh, so for me, I really don't know. You yeah. know, um, ideally, I would stay in the industry. Right. Okay. You know, continue to report and anchor. Uh, but. It would depend on what that looks like job wise, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Because I'm I'm very intentional <clears throat> on what it is I'm wanting to do now. Gotcha. Um, one thing that I've learned just along along the way is just the value of time. Yeah, yeah. you know, and 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 you know, for as much time as I've spent away from family, you know, away from friends, I'm like, all right, what what type of return am I getting on that time? Mm-hmm. And and so I don't know. What's for me next, man? Yeah. I think so. Sky's the limit. You know, yeah, I've been yeah. fortunate in so many opportunities, even from here in Memphis, are opening up other things, you know, yeah, past yeah. here. And some things I, and, and even if you would ask me a year ago, right? If yeah. you asked me the same question a year ago, mm-hmm. I would not have, or maybe let's say two years ago, because I've been in Memphis for about a year. Okay. Say a year and a half, you asked me the same question, I wouldn't even been able to tell you I would, I would have been here. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Because I knew something was coming, I knew something great was coming, but mm-hmm. I never, it seems like each step I never can see it. It's like it's like I see it. It's furry. Yeah, it's yeah. blurry, but you can't really make it out until gotcha. it happens. And For then sure. you're like, "Wow, God, I I I wasn't even thinking about hosting." Yeah. Now it's an Open abdomen. Window, now it's yeah, something that yeah. I seriously can take take that I can be taken seriously. Yeah. That's something I can do for a living. Yeah. Right. I would have never thought to. I would have had opportunity to be on here cracking jokes. You know, mm-hmm. every every day. Right. I get to do it for a living. Yeah. So I really don't know what's next for me. I have some ideas, you know, possibilities, you know, aspirations, goals, things that, you know, I hope to get to. But yeah. honestly, I really don't know. Uh, but I am taking it one day at a time yeah, yeah, yeah. and letting God order my steps. Absolutely. Most and most importantly. And I know uh, that's been a winning formula yeah, for me absolutely. up to this point, man. So I, I just I know stick if to I the can, winning formula. Exactly. Yeah, I continue yeah. the preparation behind the work, continue working on myself, not only as a professional, but as a human being. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, as a man, right? Continuing trying to grow. And I, I'm just letting God drop the blessings. For sure. And they're just they're just meeting in the middle, bro. Bro, man, this is uh this has been a profitable conversation, man. I I, I love the mindset, man. It's all there. Um and like I said, I talk to entrepreneurs all the time, and I rarely get to have conversations with high-level corporate people, but to see how the mindset parallels, man, this has been very yeah. profitable for me. Look, in closing, man, I want you to be able to tell people how they can keep up with you, uh, any closing advice that you have, and maybe somebody who wants to get into journalism, uh, and they see you and they think, man, this is, I'll never be able to accomplish that. Any type of advice uh, that you can give them. And man, if you got a, uh, one of your famous jokes you want to leave us with, man, feel free to do that too. <laughs> Look, man, if you guys are finding 
value out of this content, do me a favor, hit the subscribe button. Uh, also, drop fire in the comment if you got some benefit out of this. Uh, I'm going to put uh, Jordan's, all of his information in the description. So you guys make sure you tap in with him uh, and follow a lot of the things that he's doing, man. We appreciate y'all, man. Look, Jordan, again, dude, I know you got a crazy busy schedule. Y'all, You guys are all over the place. So I appreciate you taking time out to do this, man. But I'll, uh, I'll turn it over to you, let you close us out. Give everybody your, your contact information. And like I said, any any closing advice that you want to share with us, man, we'll greatly appreciate it. Yeah. Um, so you can find me on, on all social media platforms, Jordan, J-O-R-D-A-N-F, live. So like Jordan F and then live on TV or whatever. Um, that's Instagram, Twitter, um, and Facebook as well, I believe. But advice. I think if anybody is wanting to get into this industry, one research. Mm-hmm. Um, I would tell them if I can do it, yeah. and I know I know <laughs> as cliche <laughs> as cliche as that sounds. Listen, if, if I have a story, and 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 this didn't happen overnight, and I, I want to strongly say, especially for any students um, in college and high school who are thinking they wanted to get into journalism, if, if I can do it, believe me, you can do it as well. Yeah. Um, one step, one day at a time, and just hard work, hard work, determination. Um, and, and taking the no's yeah. and moving forward as if they were yeses. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And, and keeping moving forward. But my message is closing. Is this is is one that kind of just helped shape my mindset, um, at least with things that that I've navigated and have had to go through in the past. But basically, it's a it's a quote. It's a saying that I tell myself. Okay. Uh, don't trip off of what you can't control. Okay. Basically, I mean. Um, there are a lot of things that come come at us right mm-hmm. in life, you know, where we're constantly dealing with problems, whether it be life, work, or um, family, whatever. Yeah. Um, but there are a lot of things that we give energy to, uh, and I kind of spoke to this earlier, a lot of things we give energy to that uh, no matter how much we stress, no matter how much we pray, no matter how much we do, we can never change the outcome of what's going to happen. Yeah. So why, instead of putting that energy into the things, stressing about all the ways that this won't work, mm-hmm. channel that energy and put it into trying to find ways or find things yeah, or man. put that energy into other things that you can't control. For sure, I, for sure. I can't control what the weather is going to do tomorrow, mm-hmm. but I can't control how I move if I decide to grab an umbrella, if I yeah. decide to move my story that I was so excited to be putting it together and doing it. it maybe it was an outside shoot. Yeah. Or maybe I'm moving indoors, right? Mm-hmm. You know, focus instead of me saying, well, man, it's the weather, right? And that's, I know it's a very general idea, but yeah. no, you know, no, no, yeah, it's the weather, it, yeah. right? You can't, can't even do it instead of just being downer and, oh, I just yeah. wish it always rained. I and mean, one thing, it always rains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it never <laughs> go too long without raining. And, it, and if it does go too long without raining, it don't rain. That's the yeah. thing about Memphis. This was so crazy. But it is 100% accurate. <laughs> we either in a drought or it's raining every three days it mm-hmm. sucks for people with um who like to watch their cars but yeah man you can't control the weather so why stress about what the weather is doing mm-hmm. and instead put that energy into figuring out the ways that you can adjust and, and still make the weather work for what what it is you're trying to do and yeah. that's kind of just how i live my life in general whether it be work life or uh family related i just i focus on the things within my control sure. and um I keep it moving and I keep it, keep it, keep That's it, keep it going. Bro. So I hate, I, oh, I wish I would have closed that out stronger. I know, I know, oh my I goodness. Know. I had it and I was on the roll. Bro, no, nah, that, that was amazing I feel close. I like I need to wrap something real quick. And because I was thinking, bro, as you were saying that it, it's a guy named Jim Rome. Uh, I don't know if you heard of Jim him. Jim Rome. Rome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or Ron, one of them. But he's a motivational speaker, man. And he said that uh, the winds of life blow on everybody. 
Uh, but it's how you set your sail that determines where you end up. And that's exactly what you're saying. Yeah. Man. You know, you just, you got to be positive because you can't control everything. Yeah. But you can control the way you react. And then when you focus your energy onto all of the negative and all the reasons, you start finding reasons that things aren't working and, and things aren't going your way. And it's I'll, like when you at least put, put thought into the reasons and the ways things can go right. Yeah. It just your mind. It's like kind of like an exercise, like a trainer, right? Yeah. You think about the ways things can go wrong, and your mind shows you Absolutely. hundreds of ways of how it can. Mm-hmm. You think about ways of how something can go positive or something can go right. Your mind automatically starts thinking of yeah. ways yeah. to put it in in in, the, in that way. So, yeah. uh, power to mind, man. Absolutely. Tap into it for real. If um if you don't if you don't read like me. Audiobooks. I Absolutely. know. I know. My my guy Kel said he 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 be reading reading the audio books or listening to the audio books. Yeah, Those yeah. have helped me mm-hmm. um, tremendously. So, uh, but man, power is in books. Yeah. Uh, and and, and I, I I hate to drag this out, but I want to no, say no, it was a realization it, yeah. that I had the other day with my uncle, and the reason why I actually wanted to take more of a um, more of a lead on trying to start reading more. Um, because, in, and I think sometimes we don't think about the power uh, or impact of it, but, you know, we were talking and, and we were just thinking about how um, back in the day, we we weren't allowed to read. Yeah. You yeah. know, literally, we weren't allowed to read. And not only were we not allowed to read, a lot of information was, were then put in books. Mm-hmm. So that, so think about that. It was a lot of powerful information, whether it be on um, finances, whether it be on whatever, right? Yeah. All of this key life information in books, and we were prevented from reading books, yeah. right? Our ancestors, our grandparents, our grand, uh, grandmothers. So at least for me, understanding that, it's like, okay, well, those a lot of those books are still here. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. A, lot, a lot of that knowledge is still here. Yeah. Um, and and it's more of a, uh, at least I'm trying to pitch it in more of a, a, a walking in power yeah. to be able to read and get this information mm-hmm. um, than anything else. And so for yeah. me, that's why I'm trying to, trying, to, trying to do a better job just because of how, um, just because of how, how hard other people have tried preventing us yeah, from absolutely. trying to read. Yeah. And, and nine times out of 10, when someone is trying to prevent us from, from doing something yeah. that much, that they're it's going that hard. Looking, yeah. It must be something they're trying to keep yeah. away from us or learning or understanding. Yeah. And so that's why I've been just trying to dive more into books. And, and I would encourage uh, anybody else who, yeah. who may be, you know, um, struggling with those similar things yeah. is to start off with maybe it's, five it's minutes. It's a great hack, yeah. 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 Start it's off with five hack. minutes. That's how I did. It's five minutes here. You read, you know, and then if you want to continue reading after five, do it. Then yeah. do it every day. And then next week, go to 10. Next week, go to 15. And, and slowly uh, make increments like that. For but, sure. Uh, knowledge is power. Man, look, I can't think of a better way to close it out, man. Uh, I know as your career continues to uh, flourish, man, I would love the opportunity to get you back on the show, keep the audience updated on some of the stuff that you got going on. Especially if you get feedback, questions more specifically. With okay. journal- yeah, I, I, know how, I know how journalism is in general, and I think we talked, touched on a little bit about it, but I don't think we really dove into it as much as we really can. For so sure. if you if you get people who um, have any um, specific questions okay. or ideas or thoughts. Get you back about, on, man. Because I, I, I know how much the media has been in. Yeah. Um, the forefront lately, just because we've had, you know, whether political figures who have, you know, talked about it or is this hate against the media sometimes. Yeah. But I will, I guess, close by saying um, locally, man, we're here for you all. Right. We're here to tell your stories. We're here to provide whatever resources, help you may need. So I would really 
if anything, empower you to reach out and really tap in with your local um, uh, news news stations because we really are there to help you all. Um, we don't always want to have to report and follow the negatives and, and the things that are happening, but they're just as important as the things that, that are. So um, I would suggest you find somewhere that maybe you feel like you're getting a good dose of positive as well as uh, community news, things that are happening around, and then um, tap in, right? Mm -hmm. Go there for information. If you have questions, you know, really be more active in, in asking, or, or if there's stories that you want to see, um, be more active in communicating that so that um, not only our stations, but, but stations uh, across the country um, can can make sure uh, your voices are being heard. So. Good deal, man. So yeah, y'all drop, uh, y'all got any questions about journalism, please drop it in the uh, comments and Jordan will make sure we get him back on the uh, channel to be able to answer it. Jordan, man, I appreciate you again, good brother. Yeah, man. Anytime, bro. All right. Thank you.